Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Ninth State Sports Show Field Hockey Edition. Uh, my name is Joe Marcellina, and joining me once again is Sauhegan Field Hockey Coach and AD, Kelly Braley. Kelly, how are you doing today? Hey, Joe. I'm great. All right. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I didn't know if you had more than, than great or if that was just... Uh... That was, but that's no, but, just, just great. Yeah, that's all, right. all it's an all encompassing great. Excellent. Uh, uh, before we get started, just want to remind everyone uh, that you can send questions and feedback by shooting an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at nhhs sports. And uh, of course, you can listen to the field hockey show every Monday morning. I'll be posted at nh highschoolsports.com. All right, let's just uh, you know, let's just jump right into it here. What do you say? Sounds great. All right. Uh, so we uh, we talked last week, um, you know, about uh, probably one of the bigger uh, early season games of the year. There's this past Friday in Division One. Uh, you had Exeter traveling to Bedford for a 6:30 start Friday night uh, on the turf under the lights. Um, you know, probably about as as big uh big time of a setting for field hockey outside of playoff games as you, as you get i would think and uh, yeah. you know exeter goes into bedford uh and and hands the bulldogs their first loss uh three to one um i don't know any anything about that that score um kind of open your eyes a little bit or or what do you what do you learn i guess from a, a game like that or a result yeah like i mean tough right like both teams going into this game undefeated um you know, and, and on the road, like the Friday night lights where it's not football, but field hockey for once is always a really fun feeling for teams. Um, I guess really the surprising thing for me was just, you know, Exeter's defense clearly being able to shut down the, the Bedford offense, which until this point had been one of the top scoring, yeah. one of the top scoring offenses in the state. Yeah, Um you know, previously their their season low had been two goals uh, in a win over over Winnicott. Um, but you know they come in. Uh, let's see if I can do some quick math here, uh, which is always dangerous. Uh, I should never <laughs> do that. Better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably should have uh, probably should have done that. Uh, you know, before we started. But anyways, you live and learn. Um, it looks like they have thirty five on the thirty five. Yeah, I was gonna say almost. Yeah. Uh, you know, more than uh, five point seven a game um, going into that one. Um, and then, yeah, to come away with only one. Um, and, you know, I, I guess that kind of having not seen Bedford yet this year, um, but having seen Exeter, you know, the way Exeter plays, um, not just defensively, but but the way they possess on, on offense, too. Um, you know, yeah, seeing them, them play Wyndham, they, they controlled a lot of possession in that game. Yeah, a smart team that really takes their time and waits for their chances and then makes sure they capitalize on all the opportunities they get is a – a scary opponent to play against if you don't have the ball it's tough to dictate play and flow and get back into things if you happen to fall down i mean i suppose that's yeah it's true in every sport right it's tough to score when you don't have possession <laughs> right <laughs> um exeter getting goals from uh, addison mcneil uh, elsa bishop and alexa zames and that one um you know as we said hand in uh, bedford its first loss and that puts you know, interesting if if this holds up because right we we talked last week about that Exeter Wyndham game where they finish in a one one tie uh, and mm -hmm. obviously a lot a lot of season left to go we're only about halfway through uh, but right now both Exeter and Wyndham sitting at seven zero and one that holds it's going to make for some fun tiebreaker figuring you know mathematics figuring uh, at the end of the year because. They'll have played head to head and they'll have tied head to head, so something else has got to be the tiebreaker. 
Uh, right. And and since I haven't done any since the spring, they're not. Uh, I'm. It's not at the top of my head what the tiebreaker is, next one is. Um, but that that's kind of. Uh, I again getting ahead of myself here, but. Yeah. No, but, I think the next one would go to wins against tournament teams. Yeah. Yeah. So and, you take all the teams that didn't make tournament off your schedule, and then see your see your rating at at that point. Which so, which might um, this, this year. This will factor in. Yeah. Well, I think. This year with, uh, I think D1's playing 16 games, right? And there may be 17 teams in the division, so they may all play the same schedule, which I, I could be wrong about that. I'm just guessing. Um, but that would be, that, that makes it even more fun, more interesting. Definitely. <laughs> um, you know, but it's, um, it, it's it's kind of the start of, a, a, I guess, or, you know, when you throw in that, like I said, we throw in that Wyndham game too, just a bunch of games that, that over the, the next couple of, uh, couple of weeks here that we're really going to start to figure out who's where and, and I guess we've already got a, a little bit of that um, going on in the teams just below them in the standings but um, you know Bedford turns around on Monday and hosts uh, Concord uh, which you know has has come on pretty strong since their opening season loss to Wyndham um, kind of a tough game to bounce back with though for for Bedford yeah I think so that could be that could be a, a tricky one thankfully it's at Bedford and not um, on the road. So I think that'll play to Bedford's strength on the turf versus having to go up and play on the grass. So I think that's going to be, that's going to be good for them. Um, but Concord is, Concord is definitely no joke and they're right. You know, they're tied with Bedford in standings right now. Um, or maybe just below them, but they're really, you know, close yeah, together. Yeah. So this, you know, game like that has big implications. So Concord I'm sure is going to come in hungry and, and Bedford's going to be out there looking to to set things straight. And uh, you know another another team that's kind of up there in the mix too. That um, you know I, I I don't think we talked about really last week. And I, and I feel like you know when I'm when I'm filling out my my uh, top ten each week that I kind of have to remind myself that they they, they belong in there because I just they just have flown under the radar. I feel like is is Winnicott, which is weird to say because. You know they've been a team that um, in the past has perennial perennially been in the final. Um, you know always competitive. Uh, you know they're at six and one this year uh, with that one loss again coming to Bedford. Um, you know I I don't know the strength of schedule isn't maybe as as high amongst those wins. Um, you know they got a couple of nice wins on there, but we'll really find out about them over the course of of the next four games. You know they finish out September with with uh, starting on Monday at Dover, then they host Exeter, host Wyndham next week, and then they play at Concord. Which I, I we were talking before we started, and you just mentioned you know the grass up there always a tough place to play. Um, so do you think we'll learn a little bit more about about Winnicott coming up over the next uh, oh, two weeks? Ab absolutely, that is a that is a brutal two week stretch, right? Like. We get times like that in the season. We always call it the gauntlet, right? You're about to go run through the gauntlet and and see what you're really made of, um, you know. For for Coach Hand and and the Warriors, I think that it comes at a good time, um, right in the middle of the season, not too close to playoffs, so you don't hit that stretch to tire you out right before you um, head into the postseason. But yeah, I think those four games are going to be very telling, not just for Winnicott too, but you know, kind of for teams like Concord and Dover. Um, who are still, you know, at the top of things, um, you know, maybe maybe eking towards the middle a little bit, but are are hungry to prove that they belong up at the up at the top of the division. Yeah, and and kind of um, 
uh, those two teams, uh, you know, we, we were, again, talking about earlier um, before we started about just kind of the, the round-robin play, I guess, if you will, in, in the division, you know, as we, tr- again, try to figure out who goes where or, or, or what team looks like it's maybe a little bit better than this or better than that. You had Concord, Dover, and, and Bishop Girton all playing each other within the last week. And, of course, wouldn't you know, Concord uh, beats Dover one nothing, then BG beats Concord one nothing, and then Dover beats BG 2 nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's you kind of look at it, you just, I mean, at th- that point, I, I kind of just throw my hands up and say, you know what, whatever, we'll <laughs> just, we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun though. Trading those, trading those games. But like you said before, it's going to be messy. Should there be a tie in the standings and you have to go to those tiebreakers? Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, it really forces you to have to look at the other teams that they're playing in division um, and see how they're performing against those. But, you know, any given, any given week, any given day, any given game, you know, can be anybody's. Yeah. Um, you know, just to, to follow up on, on BG there too, you know, they, uh, they have an, I th- they've had kind of a, a strange season. I feel like looking at their results. You know, they open that open the year with that scoreless tie against Salem. Um, you know, then uh, lose to Wyndham three nothing. Put together a couple wins, um, including like I mentioned that one against Concord, and then they have the the loss to Dover. I know. You know, looking at the early uh, coaches poll, I think the preseason poll, they were in the top ten. Um, you know, I know they've had, um, some, some really good players over the last couple of years and, th- you know, this year, uh, no different with, uh, with Taylor Gavord there, who's what she's committed to, to play at Colgate, uh, a junior for them. And, and really, um, I, you know, when I, I saw them, uh, once this year, really, she was kind of the, the player that dominated, I thought possession and, and kind of dictated things for them. Are they, are they a team though, that you think will, you know, kind of stay up at the top? Um, I think they've got to start putting some more team components of it together, right? When you yeah. have that kind of one marquee player, one superstar, it's it's manageable for, for her to kind of take control of games for a short period of time. But knowing knowing who they have coming up in their schedule as well, they've got to go to Exeter. They've got to go to Winnicunit. Um, they host Bedford. Um, I think before they hit those goals, they're going to have to um, – you know, use some more pieces in their lineup, which I think they definitely have um, and distribute that a little bit more. And then I think they're going to see, you know, more, more balls going in the net and more games won. You know, an odd stretch for them too. I mean, you don't usually see this unless there's been a lot of makeup games. I don't think any of these games are rescheduled, but they uh, on, um, on Monday finish out uh, a four game, I guess, I, I guess you'd call it a road trip, even though, you know, yeah. really, but, but they played at Keene, they played at Concord at Dover and then at Merrimack, um, you know, so that's a, a turf team going and playing on four grass fields yeah. for four straight games, you know, and at this point they're, they've won two out of those three. So I got to think, you know, picking up a win, um, Monday at Merrimack, that's, you know, I mean, something that, that they, you know, just looking at results, um, should be able to do, but you know, just to to be able to win those kind of games, get out of those with wins is is a big thing, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. The the exhaustion of what second second or third week of school, and you're away, 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 getting back a little bit later. You know, Keene's not super close to them. Dover's not super close. Even Concord can be a bit of a hike. So, um, make you know, like you said, ending that ending that at Merrimack, which is you know close to home and. And getting a win out of there, yeah, you can you can definitely use that to build off of for sure. 
it looks like they get a nice break after that, though. They of course they've got London Dairy at home on Wednesday, but then they don't play again for a week. Uh, right. going going to Exeter. Um, yeah, which is going to be some good time to prepare because I would yeah. imagine they're gonna they're gonna need to to take some special considerations if they're gonna if they're gonna give Exeter a run. Yeah. Well, um, talking about um, big games, uh, and I know we briefly mentioned this last week, uh, but in Division Two, there's uh, there's a pretty big game up coming up on the schedule on Thursday. And, oh, there is. <laughs> huh. I have noticed. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, and I, I know both teams play a game before then, but um, I, I got a feeling that they're both, uh, you know, unless something crazy happens, you know, you've got John Stark going to Portsmouth uh, Thursday afternoon, um, you know, likely that both teams are going to go into that game undefeated, uh, certainly a, a game that'll have, you know, a pretty big um, impact on the standings. Um, you know, and you look at it, though, and, and I, you know, we, we talked a little bit about Portsmouth last week. You know, their defense and, and how they've, you know, the, the one goal they've given up this year came on a penalty stroke. So really, no goals allowed in, in the, you know, in play. Um, you know, but neither team, I don't think, has seen, um, you know, certainly not the caliber of what they're going to see against each other. But but they still have to play quite a few of the teams that are up at the top of, of the Division Two standings. Yes, yeah. Um yeah, it doesn't look like either have really hit kind of the top third of the standings quite yet. Right. Um, but they're going to in this in this bottom half of the bottom half of the schedule. So, um, yeah, this is going to be this is going to be a massive game. Um, both teams, even though Stark, you know, has a grass field, I know their girls spend a ton of time on the turf over the summer um, and and in club and all of that. So. Uh, that I think they would consider themselves um, a, a pretty mildly. <laughs> I, I think they consider themselves a turf team. I think they yeah. consider themselves <laughs> somebody who plays a team that plays well on turf. So, um, you know, it being at Portsmouth, I think one is going to, is going to do the game a little bit of justice too, right? It's, it's just such a prettier thing to watch on, yeah. on turf yeah. as opposed to grass. So, I'm I'm happy that it'll be at Portsmouth for that fact because it I anticipate it being a really good game. Both teams are are strong, um, top to bottom. You know there aren't too many aren't too many holes. Um, I'll be interested to see what Stark does with their goalkeeping situation. Yeah, we talked a bit about yeah, it last week with their three goalies. I don't know if going into this Portsmouth game is a time to you know get all three in. I think I I might go with the, if it's not broke don't fix it strategy and and you know pick my starting goalie and hopefully stick with her if she does if she's doing well so um that that's something i'll definitely be keeping an eye on there um and i'll be curious to see how they shut down how stark shuts down mia and uh charlotte and darla from from putting a ton of balls in the net yeah um you know we, we say portsmouth defense or portsmouth has you know hasn't allowed a goal in in play yet um, but and Stark's only allowed two all season, so yeah, both of these teams have have played really well defensively, um, and both have have you know been able to score Portsmouth a little bit more, um, but but still both are putting up a couple goals a game. Um, the one that interests me though is that Portsmouth's got that one nothing win that was at Bow a couple weeks ago, and I'm, I'm I would be curious to know what exactly happened in that game. If I had to guess, that Bow's field is a tough one to play on yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, and though their their record isn't showing it, um, they make things t- they can make things tough. 
um, you know, when we played up there early on in the season um, and we had to work hard for the goals that we scored. They didn't, they didn't come easy. So, um, you know, looking at what they had around that, you know, they had at Dairy Field on turf, they had Pelham at home on turf. Um, and then they go to bow and, you know, who knows a fluky situation, but I'd have to, I'd have to imagine the field factored into it a little bit. Yeah, that's definitely been a, a surprise to me um, early in the season here is, is Bo is a, a team that looking at on paper, you know, has a, a, a lot of talented, you know, whether they're, they're field hockey players or just athletes, um, you know, definitely recognize names from a lot of other sports there at, at, at Bo basketball and, and lacrosse and, and that, um, you know, and they, and they've started out the year though with, again, playing, Sauhegan playing Portsmouth playing John Stark so the top you know right. three in the and then they haven't played a game now in what 10 days it looks like yeah quite um, some time so it's all at that point you're almost like rebooting your season right which might be a great thing for them because yeah. it is that was a tough stretch to have Sauhegan Portsmouth Stark right in a row um and then you know now they can kind of you know, figure themselves out a little bit. Like you said, it is, it is kind of a reset button hit 11 yeah. days off before they see Pelham on, on Tuesday and, and off they go. Um, of course, you know, the, the stretch that this starts for both, I think um, John Stark and, and, and Portsmouth is going to look pretty good. I know you've, you've got it on your calendar. I've got it on my calendar. Uh, Portsmouth comes to visit you at Sauhegan uh, the following Tuesday, the 27th. Um, and, and you guys, you guys have got that schedule right too. six o'clock game. I, I, I appreciate that. You got it. Anything <laughs> I love, for you. Love, I love the, <laughs> I love those night games. Well, I know, I know you, I think, um, I don't know if it was uh, you and I that talked about this, but I talked with someone this past week about, you know, you've got Thursday, you've got Portsmouth hosting John Stark and Exeter Winnicott is also on Thursday this week. And wouldn't mm -hmm. it be cool if, you know, one of them was uh, first off if they if there was somehow we could get those games at the same site you know like make a big yeah. event out of it and have back-to-back -back games like that um you know one at four one at six or one at four thirty one at seven you know something like that just play them back to back like that or even if just one of them was a later game so you could go to to both of them to both yeah um, that would be a lot of fun but yeah, I think I think you might have better luck staggering the games because I'll I don't want to be the team that's given up my home up, field to go play yeah, somewhere yeah. <laughs> to go play somewhere else. But yeah, I mean because those are going to be those are going to be really fun games to watch. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then would... Portsmouth comes to Sohegan next Tuesday, and then the following Tuesday, Stark comes to Sohegan. It's everybody's coming to visit you guys. It's, Everyone's just... coming to visit. Every... I love having guests. Come on I over. Love it's hosting field hockey parties. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um. You know, but even and before that, um, you know, Stark has uh, a home game with with Hanover, um, which hard to, hard to tell what exactly they've got um, this you know this season, what type of team they've been having. Again, another team that hasn't played a ton of games and um, hasn't seen a ton of scoring either way. You know, their first three wins are all one nothing wins. Um, you know, before they lost to, to Hartford, I'm assuming that's uh, a Vermont school. Um, yes. And not yeah. like, <laughs> not they're not going down to or bringing a team from Connecticut up here. From Connecticut, no, no. Hartford's right across the right, river. That's right. an easy one. And I think, I think both Hanover and Lev usually have um, Hartford on their schedule. It doesn't look like. Oh yeah, Lev has them as well. Later on. Um, yep. So you know, it's tough when you're when you're a school that's kind of, you know, that distance away. You know, it's it's nice to find some opponents that are close by. Um, 
that you can you can add to the schedule and there's still competitive games so yeah i know hanover's numbers are down overall they're they're not fielding a full jv program so i don't know if that might have something to do with you know them still trying to find the pieces to click but you know three and one early on in the season isn't isn't a bad way to start for sure um so yeah it'll be interesting to see once they hit um John Stark and and we have to go to so he can goes to Hanover Saturday. Um so they've got they've got a three game week coming up with Goffstown uh at home, which hopefully that game actually gets played. The right, Goffstown right. Hanover game has been it's, rescheduled like four times. So it feels like hopefully, it. Yeah. Hopefully they get that one in and then they've got to go down to Pelham before hosting Sauhegan on Saturday. So, so this will be a big week for Hanover. Yeah, and and yeah, you mentioned Goffstown too. They're they're finally getting some games in, but they they're going through a stretch of of I think like six games in two weeks. Uh, yeah, they after, just had a uh, they just had a, a three goal a three game week this this past week, yep. and then another um, one coming up. Um, then yeah, another week. one on their yep. Um, you know, and and you know, we talk about Bo um, having a tough start, and then I you know look at, at Goffstown too. I would think it put in that group, you know, a younger team that's had a lot of games moved around. A couple of teams, I, I think, too, that maybe once we, when everything's said and done, if there are teams that are able to sneak in, um, you know, with, with there being 14 teams, I think, making the playoffs this year, um, probably teams that no one's going to really want to see <laughs> in one of those opening round games. Yeah, and the opening rounds are, are super scary, and if anybody knows how to pull up, pull off a, a big upset, it's Golfstown. You know, yeah. they just, they did that last year and, and, you know, rode that all the way to the finals, so they can certainly do it again. Yeah. Uh, any other uh, any other thoughts on Division Two? Hmm. <laughs> no, no, I think that that covers the that covers the big stuff there. Yeah, yeah, inter- going to be an interesting week for sure. And I I will I know we we were discussing it last week. I'm I was able to uh, move some things around in my schedule. I am going to be going out to Portsmouth on Thursday uh, for that game. So. We'll, I'll see uh, you there. Yeah, we'll have some have some video of that uh, for everybody on Friday, and and uh, hopefully get some uh, some other info out there as well. But uh, yeah, really looking forward to that. I haven't been, I I don't know if I've ever been out to Portsmouth for a field hockey game, and certainly haven't been out there recently for you know much of anything. I think I've I usually try to wait for them to come here in in whatever sport right. it is. Hey, any excuse you can get out to get to the coast. This time of year is, True. Yep. is lovely. Yes. <laughs> um, well, let's um, let's take a look now at um, at Division Three, um, and and specifically, I guess the teams that are are kind of at the top there, because we talked last week about, you know, who was, you know, that a lot of those teams were going to again start playing each other, um, you know, but I think even more so than in the other divisions, you know, you, you had, you know, Guilford and Newport and Messinic and and Conant and and a couple of those teams we weren't really too, you know, sure. Yes, their records look good, um, you know, but but this was going to tell us a lot. What do you what do you think? Maybe we've we've garnered from. Uh, oh, you know what's funny? We were just discussing about. Uh, <laughs> oh, um, yeah, games getting put on there. It looks like now there is a score from that Conant Messinic game from Saturday. Yeah, uh, has been posted. <laughs> oh, asking you receive right. <laughs> um, so it looks like Messinic pulled out a one nothing win uh, in that one against Conant. So they bounced back from. Uh, you know, a, an interesting stretch to open the season. They, they're four wins for Messinic. They haven't allowed any goals. Their one loss, they lost to Newport six to one. 
Yeah. Just, yeah, which is, is big. You know, it, it makes you wonder, you know, had the teams that Messinic played before then just not, you know, do they just not possess the, the firepower that Newport does? Because if you look at the amount of goals Newport scored through their season, they're putting up some some big numbers. Their lowest scoring game was, you know, St. Thomas and, and their loss to Guilford. They both scored two. But they scored two in both of those games. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, they're you know upwards of five every game. So, you know maybe um, Messina could just not seen a team with that you know firepower yet, and they did, and and you know now we have our answer. And they'll they'll get another go at each other uh, on Thursday, um, and then Newport in between the in you know before that game on on or excuse me I said Tuesday I meant Thursday. Because uh, on Tuesday they host Conant, um, yeah. So the, it, it's fun. And what's interesting too is a lot of these teams are playing each other twice. I like. I kind of you don't get that as much. Like Conant and Messinic will play again uh, on October first. Um, you know, I think they all played play Guilford or have played Guilford. Uh, yeah, Messinic does later in the year. Um, it, it doesn't. You know, it's fun when it works out like that in kind of these unbalanced schedules when you have do have the teams that look like they're the top of the, the standings that are, are going to keep playing each other. Yeah. And I mean, scheduling for division three is just, you know, a tough situation as well, because you have teams scattered all over the state. Um, you know, I mean, not too many, not too many down South, but certainly up North, you know, Berlin is as far as we can go just about. <laughs> so, um, and then, you know, you pair that with St. Thomas all the way out on the coast, like, um, you know, and, and Messinic, out west like their teams are everywhere so um it is kind of fun to get to, to watch them play some more kind of regional field hockey when they you know when they double up with some teams um you know to help out with the travel situation yeah and and this this year too i mean i think we we talked a little bit about um you know last week um you know kind of some of you know i know guilford has been up there at the top uh you know plenty of times you know, newfound. I we, we didn't really mention they're they're five and one. Stevens has put together a couple wins to get get themselves up to standings. But you know, some of your kind of traditional, I guess, powers are either have moved up to Division Two, or are are, are struggling a little bit this year. So it's kind of it, it's fun to see some of these new you know these teams that maybe haven't been up there in a while, um, you know, fighting for some of these top spots. Yeah, and, and newfound's definitely a team too that that you know, people should be paying attention to aside from that one seemingly fluky loss to St. Thomas, uh, the first game of the season, you know, they, they're getting out there and handling business every game. So um, hopefully, hopefully that's not going unnoticed because that's definitely not a team you can sleep on. Yeah. And then they've got, um, you know, a game at Muscoma coming up on Tuesday, which, you know, they're sitting at, um, you know, two, three and one, but they're, you know, looking at some of their scores, it, it might be a little bit deceiving there. I mean, the tie, kind of a strange one with uh, with White Mountains that has struggled a little bit this year. Um, you know, but they're they're holding some other teams that are putting up points. Um, you know, to to relatively low, lower scores. Yeah, and a lot of those losses are you know three of three of the losses are are all one goal games. Yeah. So yeah, and one uh, to Hanover. Yeah. So um, you know, a bounce here, a bounce there. That can go. That can go quite differently. So um, that will be a that will be a, a good game, I think, for the for D three. 
Any uh, anything else that you're kind of keeping your uh, your eye on as we're we kind of I guess we're we are kind of reaching the midway point of the year. I mean, hard hard as it is to believe that um, you know the, I, these seasons always seem to fly by. And um, yeah, <laughs> they really do. They really do. Yeah. Um, um, no, I mean r- this time of year, I think is really where um, coaches start looking at what a potential playoff um, seating could look like. Um, some divisions, I think it's a little bit easier. Others, um, you know, because teams have, haven't kind of hit that, that gauntlet stretch yet, or, or, you know, maybe played against the top of the division. It's, it's a little bit tougher to, to, um, figure that stuff out. But I think in the next week or two, the, the playoff pictures are going to become a little bit clearer and, and, you know, you can start making some predictions. Well, funny you mentioned the playoff picture because I was going to start. I, you usually um, every year I like to do a weekly kind of look at where everybody stands in in the divisions and and who's in the playoff field at that given moment. Um, you know, and I think uh, I was uh, I was going to look to start that this week. So I, I, think, I think it's great timing. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that that also kind of leads me into we're recording this. Of course, you you are listening to this uh, on October or excuse me September nineteenth. Uh, we're recording it uh, on the 18th, the day before. And if you look at the uh, the tournament schedule, uh, the first day of the playoffs, the prelims in Division Three, are uh, October 18th. So we are one month away from from the start of the playoffs. Which is yeah, crazy because we're only one month into the season. Right, so. right not yeah, barely even <laughs> a month in. Yeah, um, so this is it's a, it's a fast season for sure. I do, I, you know, and I think I mentioned this to you, um, you know, the other day. Um, I absolutely love the way, you know, there's a lot of things that, that I, I get frustrated with the NHIAA. Um, and I'm sure that that goes for a lot of other people too. Um, but the one thing I do love is the way that the field hockey playoffs are structured. Um, you know, it, it, it's a, a bit of a bummer that you guys end your season so much earlier than everyone else, um, in the fall. But I like that it's, you know, one day, you know, the, pre, the playoffs basically go, Everybody, you know, this division plays one day, then the next division, then the next division, then it's the next round. And you kind of just go, you know, so there's not overlap. So, like, I can get to all six semifinal games because they're going to all be on different days. And yeah. it's, I think that's great. Yeah, it does. It is. It's, it's very nice the way that, that things have, have worked out. And, um, yeah, I think the field hockey committee, which, Full disclosure, I'm on, so I'll chew my own <laughs> horn a little bit, I guess. No, but, uh, Go, no. Um, do, they've done, and the NHIA too has done a great job finding like the right venues that can host us, and it's it's worked so well for years. So, um, you know, their willingness to be able to keep it going um, is 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 great. Hopefully, we'll just we'll we'll keep our fingers crossed for no rain on the uh, the final four. Oh, <laughs> that was brutal, brutal. Um, you know, and then the 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 championship sunday is one of the more fun days i think of the year you know just being able to hang out at bedford and see all three of those games um you know throughout the course of the day is uh you know it it, you had that with some other sports that um they've kind of moved away from that and i don't really understand why um looking at football i also like too how each year it 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 staggers which yeah which division has the early game and the late you know um which i think is really nice too because then if it, if it really is all about showcasing everybody and, and, you know, allowing families and teams to have that, you know, primetime spot. Um, it's, it's nice to know you get it every, 
three years. Yeah, it is. Uh, yes, yeah, so D two actually the eleven a.m. game this uh, this year. Uh, D one at one thirty, and then D three at four. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't. Anything else to add for this week, or or do you think that kind of wraps it up? No, I think that kind of wraps it up. I'll be looking forward to to the playoff picture yeah. unfolding, and and. Looking forward to a really great week of field hockey. Yeah. So many good games. Having a, we'll have a couple more games covered this week than uh, than, than last week. Last week was a little uh, tougher one uh, for myself. Uh, but, yeah, like I said, I'll be at uh, Concord Bedford on Monday. Um, Going to try to get to uh, to uh, Manchester Central West and Londonderry on Tuesday. And then, um, like, the, the big one we were talking about, John Stark and Portsmouth on Thursday. So uh, a nice busy week. Big week? Yeah, busy week. A lot of good field hockey, I think, and uh, looking forward to it. For sure. All right. Well, that is uh, Kelly Braley, uh, the AD and field hockey coach at Sauhegan. Kelly, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. I am Joe Marcellina, and we will talk to you again next week.